What's up, everyone? My name is Joe, and you are listening to the Real Feels podcast, where we're going to talk about all the feels because they are, in fact, real. Um, so this is an exciting episode, definitely, because this is, in fact, the first episode that I am doing. Um, I have been kind of developing this podcast idea over the last couple months in about January, and it's gone through a lot of different changes and trying to get it off the ground and just trying to figure out really what I wanted to talk about. Um, so that landed with the Real Feels podcast, which is going to mainly focus on trying to identify different emotions and um, talk about them and how they impact us, how they impact our mental health, how they impact the jobs we do, the relationships we're in, um, just our general state of being on a day-to-day basis. That was kind of the goal of this. I'm definitely going to bring a lot of guests on the show. I want to have more of a collaborative approach and bring on some people to talk about their experiences and what they go through and how different emotions impact their lives or what they're feeling. Um, definitely going to share a lot about my life and probably roast a bunch of my friends along the way um, in order to talk about emotions and I want to laugh, I want to get angry, I want to cry, well, I don't really cry, but uh, I want to try and cry and <laughs> and just kind of talk about everything. Um, I think that we don't talk about emotions enough in society. I think we've definitely been getting better at it, and mental health is definitely becoming a lot more normalized, but we kind of don't really dissect and um, understand what we're feeling on a day-to-day basis, and that I want to try and change. So um, really excited about this journey. I hope that everyone enjoys listening. I hope that everyone enjoys uh, the speakers that I bring on, the topics that we talk about. Um, we will be definitely molding this show together and um, kind of like really evolving it to what it is. Um, I have decided, well, I'm going to try and decide that I really want this show and audio to go unedited. I mean, I think that that is one of the assets of talking about real raw emotions is I want to have that tone that we don't really need to edit things and I'm going to make mistakes. You're probably going to hear my dog bark a bunch in the background. Um, The guests that I have on will make mistakes, but I think that really living in the moment and going unedited will just kind of encapsulate that feeling that this is all real and, and authentic. So... I think that it's going to be a really cool journey. So I'm really excited about it. And I'm happy that if you're listening, that you will be on the journey with me. So um, transitioning a little bit, I wanted to definitely start off with one of the largest emotions that will definitely be covered in several different ways throughout this podcast. But I thought, why not start off big? So I really wanted to talk about fear a little bit and what that kind of means for me, um, what that means for the experiences that I've 
gone through up to this point in some ways. Um, like I said, this definitely is not going to be the only time that we talk about fear. I think we're going to talk about fear in a lot of different ways, and it's going to come up in many different uh, other topics as well. But I definitely wanted to start off today with this kind of overtone. So um, one of the things that I, when I was envisioning this podcast and kind of like this, I was kind of tapping into my persona of the dreamer, so to speak. So I always, I always use this persona when I'm talking about my family mostly because I always say that my family is, is a family of dreamers. We definitely have this exciting ability that when almost when our dopamine goes up or we get a little excited, we start dreaming about these big and impressive projects or trips or vacations and and most of which don't like probably about 75% of it I should I should say don't actually come true. Um, we don't actually do them, but I think it's like in the moment you get excited and you're like, yeah, let's make these cool memories in the future and we're all like doing this, 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 this. And then we don't ever do it. I remember specifically I my dad had always done this when we were younger and I mean we we went on a bunch of trips and things like that, but he would just like it would be like a constant almost like almost like clockwork like the weather's nice everyone's happy we're laughing it's a saturday afternoon and then my dad's like oh we need to go to i don't know egypt and you're just like wow it's so cool but it doesn't have we don't actually do it and i think that along the way i definitely see my brother had picked up that kind of tone of like becoming this dreamer he does it a lot he um plays music and he lives kind of down the beach and things like that but when he I see it in him a lot and I actually see it myself a lot too and when I was starting this podcast I was like that's kind of what I tapped into I could feel that persona so to speak come out where I was like this will be awesome and I'm like talking to all my friends about it and I'm, I'm gonna do this and this and this and I'm talking to my brothers and I'm talking to my family and I'm like this is what it's gonna be and like I said I mean when I first thought of this was in January and now it's um May almost a couple days before May and I had yet to make any progress I would dabble here and there like oh I'm just gonna make the title and then (laughs) I just kind of like was making excuses like oh I don't know how to edit oh I don't know who I want to bring on my friends are giving me suggestions. I'm like, yeah, it's a good idea. And then I don't end up doing anything about it for about three or four months. And basically, I think that, that that's just fear in and of itself is that I think when the persona was active of this like dreamer mentality, I was like, yeah, like I'm amped. We're going to do this. And then when the logic comes back in, it's like, well, shit, now I actually have to do this. And even if it's something that is exciting to me, it's something that I've always wanted to do, it was really guarded by this fear that I had. I mean, even talking about it now, I'm getting like flutters in my stomach, but it kind of was like I had a lot of thoughts going on of like, and a lot of insecurities coming out of I don't know if I can do this. Who's really going to listen? Who's going to care? What am I going to say that anybody's going to want to listen to? And 
how how am I going to do this, like I said before, and I think it just, like, those were so activated that it was holding me back from actually starting. And I kind of feel that that happens with a lot of people. It's, like, almost the process to get started kind of dampers the dream in and of itself and it makes it seem unobtainable when in reality who really cares who's gonna listen i hope that people listen but i'm mainly doing this for me and i want to do it and i want to gain a following but to start off i'm not gonna have that and that's just realistic i mean we have to be realistic about certain things and and that is one is that when i physically post this for the first time I'm not going to have an immediate following. It's going to take something that's going to take time and build. And I think that's another thing that fear kind of um, drives is is the realistic of time. It's like a lot of things do take time. And I think that that creates a barrier for a lot of people to start their goals or to even cope with the emotion because they're like, oh, I don't want to spend the time doing all this. Um, but... Yeah, so then I feel that I was, again, like, feared of what the interpretation of me was going to be on this, what people would think about it, if it was going to be stupid. I also was fearful that it would fail and it was just going to be a big flop. And I think that, like, that, too, is, like, what almost like, who cares? Like, really? <laughs> it's like, and I think that that's fear of failure is so interesting because it's like we fear failure, but then a lot of times, like, fear is coupled with the behavior of avoidance and anxiety. So we fear failure. So then we end up getting some anxiety about it because it's like, obviously, it doesn't feel nice to fail. So then we then pick up this mentality of like, well, then I'm just not going to do that. I'm just going to, nope, not doing that. And like that's, it's almost like we, society has like picked up this mentality that failure is a really scary and frightening, scary just thing that we can't fail. Like, we must not fail. And at that point, it's like, well, then what am I doing? I'm just going to be caught up in this day-to-day process of, like, all things that keep me safe and secure. And, yeah, that's nice. But in a way, we can't really live like that because we don't have, um, in my eyes, like, we don't have a life. And this is just all my interpretation of it. Obviously, many people are going to have different thoughts and, and processes about this. But... That's how I think is like if I continuously let this fear of failure drive me away from other passions and how am I going to really expand my dreams and goals? I'm going to be trapped in one uh, path and it just doesn't work for me. Um, But on the flip side, I also think that I – Fear on top of failure, I think I was fearing a lot of success too. And it was, it's also a funny thing is like, wow, you're fearful of success. Like, but I think a lot of us end up getting fearful of success because it 
it means change. And I come from a long history of family and I've seen it in my friend, some of my friends too, but mostly family of like, we are, we do not change. I mean, do not change. And this is coming from me. Like I was the type of kid that from the moment that I basically got into grade school until I graduated high school, I basically only had a ham and cheese sandwich every single day, every single day. And I was, I was content with that. That was good with me. And even if it, even on the days it was sticking to the roof of my mouth, I'm like, it got hot because it was my bag. It didn't matter to me. I just had the same thing every day. Didn't complain. Didn't think twice about it. But then as I got older, I was noticing that like I wasn't changing a lot of things because I was scared of what that would look like, both positive and negative. And I think with success, we're like, we get scared to succeed because it's like, well, what is my life going to turn out to be? Did everything I do up till now, was that a waste of time? Did I, um, what if people in my life change? What if I don't, what if I don't like being successful or succeeding? Like, what if people think of me differently? What if I don't see my friends as much? And I think it's like, those projective thoughts are so far in the future and so unpredictable that like we it's not even useful to think that way because it's like we can't predict any of those happening it's not factual it's too far in the future it's too unknown and i think that's where fear comes up as like its little friend and it's like hello, I love to live in the unknown and I'm going to keep you there because guess what? This is where I like to thrive. So we have to kind of like walk ourselves back a little bit and we're like really take a more logical approach of it and say, I can't predict any of those things and that's okay. And I may, things may change and some of that might be good and some of that might not be good and that's okay. But I'm not going to hold myself back because I may succeed because that in the long run will then manifest itself in possible regret. And that was another thing that I thought of in the show was like with the fear of failure and even the fear of success, I was like, well, I think that, yeah, I'm scared it's going to flop and yeah, I'm scared my life will change. But I also, I think the more that I thought about it, I was, I knew that when a couple years down the road, I would have been upset that I didn't take this journey or at least try. I mean, that's all I'm doing here is just trying to do something. Um, And I think that was where I tried to keep my motivation was like, I know that if I don't try this, I will have regrets in the future. Um, But it took me a while to even get to this point at this point in my career. Um, So I think that like I have gone through a lot of change with my career and I think that also created that fear manifestation of like, what if I, what if another thing is a waste of time? Like what if this other degree is just another waste of time? Um, So for those of you who don't know me, I went through a lot of job (laughs) career shifts in my time. 
I were originally when I was younger, when it was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was, I wanted to be a vet really bad. I wanted to work with animals. I wanted to help animals. I wanted to be with animals all day long, every day. I had a bunch of animals. And then my father told me that I had to meet with this guy to network. I was like 12. And they told me that I would have had to dissect a cow. And I was like, <coughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So I was like, oh, maybe this isn't for me. Um, and then I really got into the arts, which we will touch upon in later episodes as well. But I wanted to be an artist for a really long time. I wanted to work for Disney. It was a big passion of mine. I loved Disney. I loved all the characters in Disney. And I just wanted to be an animator for Disney. Um, and then I went on to college Um to do art and then I left college and surprise surprise I the job market crashed which for a normal person would have been really crappy and I imagine was extremely difficult for everyone but um for an artist <laughs> it was horrible I didn't get any jobs um I ended up working at a bank and uh hating myself every day because I felt like I was wasted I wasted my degree not anything against bankers I think the field is um definitely underlooked but I didn't go to college to do that and I was really down on myself because of that and then I ended up going to grad school and getting into um I was always interested in therapy and wanting to do therapy and I kind of like was like oh I'll take a psych class and then I ended up finding a program for art therapy and counseling and then I push came to shove and now I am an associate licensed counselor um, in New Jersey so but I would say that all those shifts even the transition from like being an artist to going into art therapy and counseling sector I was kind of like ah I'm gonna have to really like wish my dreams goodbye and I'm not gonna be able to make art the same or do things the same. And in reality, I wasn't making art anyway. I was sitting on the freaking couch. I wasn't doing anything. So it was like, why am I letting this control my um, mindset when in reality, I don't have, I'm not doing any of that anyway. So it was just, I mean, I think that we do that a lot too. It's like, well, I don't want to leave my comfort zone. Like art ended up being my comfort zone. Um, But I actually, going back a little bit, I actually did apply to grad school for fine art in animation. And I I didn't get in. um, And I was really upset about it. And my professors were all like, I'm shocked. You didn't get in. Like you should have gotten in. And I was like, looking back, like my portfolio was not... (laughs) up to par with most people, but I was really upset about it and really down on myself. And I felt like I had wasted four years of my life working up to this and not getting in and was really hard for me. But I think that I kind of sat down one day and I was looking at my portfolio and trying to like figure out how to make it better. And I was just like, I don't want to do this like I could not imagine being an animator for the rest of my life one if you 
don't know me, I am extremely impatient. <laughs> so the fact that somebody was gone, that I had to spend 70 up to 75 hours on five seconds of work really drove me up a wall. <laughs> like I was not okay with that. So it kind of, I just kind of had this like revelation. It almost was like a, like my ego got hit, but in a reality situation where I could confront it in a weird way, like it almost was like, I have been living out this artist persona and I can't imagine myself actually doing this every day for the rest of my life. And I think there's a difference with like, being scared to do something and just not being able to envision it because there's fear there. I think a lot of people get like that with careers where they're, where they think like, Oh, I don't think I could do that job. And then they end up getting the job and they do a really amazing job at it. And they end up doing things really well. And, um, then it's like, Oh wow, I can't believe I did that. But I think that's more of like fear of, of a new beginning. And I was more like just in shock of like, I can't believe it took me, to this point to realize that I don't like art as much as I thought I did. I liked it. Um, I still do it personally. Sometimes I still would love to be in character development and character design. And I, I still kind of make books and things and, and write, but I think that I just wasn't really, in the mindset to do one thing, which was animation for the rest of my life. It just wouldn't have happened. Um, and I think that that's what pushed me towards therapy. And I love my job. I think that I'm able to use my artistic vision in a lot of different ways, which help with my job. I obviously am an art therapist. So I use art with clients and I love getting to see what impact it has on their lives. So I think that that really helped me be able to um, continue on the path that that I should have been on, which is being in the mental health field. And, and then, but also going back aside from, I kind of like brought up in the beginning this sense of like the dreamer persona. And I think a lot of us do it when we're younger about our careers, like we say, like, it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And like, that's like the fantasy. It's like, oh, I would love to be, a, I want to be a cop or a nurse or a teacher or a firefighter or a business person or something. I almost said accountant. <laughs> Nobody, I don't know how many kids I wake up, they're like, I would love to be an accountant. <laughs> but I don't know why it almost came to mind. Um, but anyway, a vet, everything, a doctor. So, um, I think when I had dreamed, like, I want to be a, a vet, and then I was like, oh, don't want to do that, and then I was like, I'm going to be an artist, I'm going to live in New York, and I'm going to do all this. Well, one, New York's expensive, and two, that's about, like, me and a million, more than a million other people's dreams, and I think that the logic came in, and I was like, no, I don't want to do that, and then I also had this, like, dream career in the back of my mind that I always like joked about I like would bring it up to my friends a little bit and I bring it up to I would have like brought it up to my mom like we'd just be like joking like wouldn't it be cool if if this and one of that was 
I always wanted to have my own talk show. I loved um, talk shows in general. I thought they were so cool. I loved watching talk shows. I remember growing up in this, and especially in the summers, like me and my mom would always watch the talk shows together, and it was really awesome getting to see like somebody, like a host, be able to control the show and bring on guests and. Their day was constantly different. Every they did things differently. I mean, there was a general structure of the show, but everything was like different. And I was like, that'd be so cool to do. And then I think I it all of a sudden clicked in my head when I was thinking of this podcast of like, well then why not? Like why don't I just why don't I start to do it? Because I think before I was like, well, I didn't go to school for that. So why would I why would I do that? And it's like, who cares? The average person in their lifetime I think in in the career counseling mindset, the average person changes career paths about six times before they settle on one. And that's the average. I mean, we take into account like you when we're younger, we were for restaurants or retail or um, business or whatever the case may be. So I was like, uh, again, like trying to be like, who actually cares? Like I can still try. And if I fail, that's okay. And I'm okay with that. And I think, like, that was a lot of growth for me to be, like, I am okay with whatever outcome it may be. But to just, like, avoid my dream of having my own talk show or doing something and just, like, summing it up with, like, "Eh, I didn't study that. Like, it just – it really just didn't make sense to me and – and I was like, oh, like, I don't know how to how to do that. or And it's just like that's where fear takes us. Like those are little thoughts that we don't even identify as like fearful thoughts. But they really are because they're not logical. Um, they're more based on the emotion itself. It's just we don't identify like what emotion is really driving that, which in my case with those, I realized after like a lot of reflection that it was fear. And it was that emotion driving most of my avoidance towards different jobs or different things because I was scared. Um, I'm also a performer as well. Sometimes I, I don't do it. I was in uh, college acapella, which <laughs> we'll get into on, on a whole other episode. But um, I always said to myself, like, I don't think I could have been a performer because I am too afraid. And that doesn't really make sense to me now that I think about it here because, like, it contradicts everything that I just said. Like, I don't think that performing would be for me um, as an actual paid career. I, I really do enjoy it. And it will always be a part of my life. And who knows? But I'm I think, like, me saying... I'm not closing the door on that. I'm going to let that sit there, see what I'm going to do with it. Maybe something, maybe nothing, but it will always be a part of my life. I will always make sure that I am performing at some point here and there just to keep that passion alive. And it's it's a hobby of mine. And sometimes we take hobbies and, and turn them into careers. Sometimes we don't. And I think that that's – I'm okay with that. But – I don't think I would have been okay with not at least trying this because it is a passion of mine and 
it is something that I have. I mean, I had the I had the microphone already. I had everything, but I was just scared for a while, and that's okay. And I think that we can say that to ourselves sometimes. It's like you know what, I was scared, and I'm okay with that. And I'm gonna try to be better next time. I'm gonna try to do things differently. I don't like to use the word better. Do things differently, and try to see like how that might change my life or my path. Um, I think that also that being said, transitioning a little bit of like, there is times where fear is a good emotion to have. I think that we, again, almost try to, like I said before, fear behavior that sometimes comes with fear is anxiety and avoidance. But I also think that that's tricky because I think we sometimes we do avoid things that we're scared of a lot of times. We avoid the emotion, too. We're like, we don't want to feel that. I'm not feeling that. But it's okay. We I will say it time and time again, and you will hear me say it a million times throughout this process, is it is okay to feel the emotion that you're feeling, all emotions are valid. That's how I feel. That's how what I say to my clients. That's what I say to everyone is your emotion is real and that's okay. If we need to change something, it may be the behavior. What I w- would say is every time you get scared, you may not have to run. You may not have to hide. But you're still allowed to feel scared. You're still allowed to feel what you're feeling. Um, and... I think that, like, we avoid that emotion, but we have to, like, take it to the other extreme and say, like, what if we could not feel fear? Can you imagine? We would go nuts. <laughs> like, I would be jumping out of windows. I'd be running down in the, in the street doing all crazy shit because it's like, I who cares? I don't feel fear. I have no fear. And I think some people do have a lot of adrenaline where they don't feel Um, fear towards certain things that other people might like for instance I couldn't jump out of a plane I don't think that frightens me heights frighten me a lot of people don't have those fears so I think that's a little different but in general it's like imagine if we could not access that emotion whatsoever that would be horrible because we would not have any fear and some fear is positive which is weird to say, but having some fear is positive. There's a theory that um, says that people who have a little bit of anxiety um, do better on things. Their performance is better. They do better on tests. They do better on evaluations. Having a semblance of anxiety causes people to become more alert, and sometimes it helps them. Now, I think that as a society, we have kind of painted this light that anxiety and fear are kind of like married together, which I think they are in a lot of ways. But anxiety is more the behavior that can be induced from fear. Um, We kind of like always try to subside all anxiety. But more or less, I would say if you're having anxiety, if you're getting anxious, just take a second and be and just reevaluate what's going on and say, why am I getting anxious? Is there a reason that I'm anxious right now? And is that valid? And is that factual? 
Um, if your life is in danger, you can be scared. <laughs> that's that's a scary thing. So, and I think that we don't really take notice of that a lot, especially in the society that we live in. But I think that having a positive amount or having some amount of fear is positive. And that's what I would have a, a takeaway. And I think that even during the show, when we were talking about it in the beginning, I was getting a little anxious. I was feeling fearful. I practiced my hello voice about six times. And then once we, once I kind of said, you know what, I'm just going to go for it, I didn't stop talking. And I think that that's because I walked through my anxiety. I was not going to let it hold me. I was going to let it drive me to getting to what I wanted to get to in this show. And that's where it can be helpful because I don't know how I would have been if I didn't have anxiety because I, I did. But, um, and then as the shows progress, like I may, I probably won't have as much and it'll become second nature. And that's, we forget that process of anything that's new we may get a little bit of anxiety because it's a change. When we add something in, it's a change. Positive positive or negative, it still impacts change and we can still get a little bit disrupted from it even if it's a positive change because it's new and it's we're not used to that. Your brain's like, wait a second, why are we adding this in? No, 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 we're not used to that. But that's kind of how we continue to grow as people, we we need change sometimes. We can't really, if we stay in kind of this monotonous life, it could be um, detrimental to us, and that's that's not good either. So, yeah, so I think that this is, again, one of the reasons and that I really did fight through that fear to create this podcast because... Um, I wanted this change and I think being able to identify that it's okay for me not to know what's going to happen and that's okay. I, it creates even anxiety living in that mindset because I'm not used to it. But I think that that's, that's the beauty of it, of the unknown is that the unknown could be positive too. And that would be really cool. (laughs) So yeah. So I think that to kind of like wrap things up a little bit of um, allow your dreamer self or the persona to come through and and just think to yourself like what are my dreams and what are going to be my regrets and try and figure out if maybe am I avoiding doing these new things or, or getting on track with my dreams because of fear and really sit with that and identify like is there a way that I can get through that so that I I can kind of live a better life or possibly do something that could better my life in the long run um so yeah I think that like I said before in the beginning this is a huge emotion we are gonna talk about it again um in many different ways i'll bring guests on it'll creep in uh generally is an emotion that kind of creeps in with other emotions as well 
So we definitely will be discussing this again in a lot of different ways. But I thought that as the first episode, I wanted to do it by myself. In the future, I'm going to really try and get as many guest speakers in here as I can because I think having somebody to play off of and play off stories will, will just be really fun and and make it a cool experience to listen to, but um, hearing multiple perspectives of people. So I think that, but I really was passionate about starting this off with myself and starting it with fear because being alone um, and doing this alone and I have to subside a lot of the fears of what might may happen of this or what people are going to think about it, but that's okay. So I did it. And um, if you're listening up to this point, <laughs> thank you. And I hope that you enjoyed it. And this is just a little taste of my style and how we're going to talk about stuff and what's going to come up and, yeah, I'm super excited about it. So um, I hope that you will continue to be along for the ride with me. I think we're going to have some cool things come up, a lot of cool topics, a lot of cool people, a lot of cool pers- perspectives. So, um, yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. Keep feeling.